Hello and welcome to episode 23 of Our Weird Life. My name is Jack. My name's Jodie. Welcome back. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. Welcome to uh, 2021. Yep. And if you were curious, in Japanese we say, Akemashite omedeto gozaimasu, which means Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Joe. Happy New Year. I can't say that, by the way. <laughs> it's all right. I never, I never <laughs> learned how to say it because... You literally just say it once a year. I suppose so. And but you've literally said it once. You said it to the guy at the petrol station. Yeah, I, well, I don't think I've, I've been in a situation... I don't think I've been interacted with the Japanese person. Mm. He's the first one in the new year. Yeah. So. But usually, maybe if you work in an office or something, you would hear people say that a lot. All the time. But yeah. no one has ever said that to me in Japanese. I've right. never been in that scenario before. So today, when when we were getting petrol, I said, "Oh, you should you should say Happy New Year because you know how to say it." So you did, and he was like, "Oh, like he was really surprised, but he said it back to you." Yeah. And I was like, "Well, that's that for another year." Like, <laughs> yeah. That's that we... one phrase we get to use again for a while. And it's such a difficult thing to say. Like it's so long. Yeah. I, like I don't know. It's interesting because that the second part, the omodeto gozaimasu bit, mm. is like a congratulatory phrase. Mm. And it's used for so many different things, like oh, for okay. congratulations on your birthday. Mm. So for birthday, they say, um, o tanjobi o omodeto gozaimasu, which is like congratulations on your birthday. And uh, there's other situations too, like graduation or, you know, any situation where you get married, something like that. I see. You just went cross-eyed then. What's what you're doing? Because I saw a bit of fluff on the on the mic on the pop shield in front of me, oh. but it was right in front of my face, so I, I wanted to look at it, but I looked cross-eyed. I see. This house gets very dusty. Yeah, we need to. Yeah, we need to do a bit of dusting. We do. And a bit of cleaning. We took the Christmas decorations down today. Yeah, Christmas has um, has now gone. Has left the building. Apart from that big box of chocolates right behind you. Yeah, we're working our way through. I know, but the thing is, obviously you love eating chocolates and all that at mm. Christmas. Um, but then by the 1st of January, you think, right, here's my New Year's resolution. <laughs> it's obviously to eat better. Everyone's is to eat well or better than they are yeah. or to lose weight or to exercise. But you've got this huge bo- like bag of chocolates or like, yeah, like, like a big backlog in the cupboard, you know. That you have to get through before surely you can start that news resolution, or you just like throw them all away. Who's going to do that? No one. So we we spent the last two days eating chocolates because we're desperately trying to get rid of them. (laughs) So true, this bag we've been working our way desperately through. But I always get a bit like sweeted out. Mm, Yeah, you do. (laughs) After a while, I feel like I could eat a lot of sweets before I was kind of. You know, done. Hmm. I love chocolate. I'm definitely more of a sweet tooth than you. Yeah, I I, I can have like a taste of it and then I'm that'll mm. do me for a week or whatever. But particularly during times like Easter or say now Christmas, sorry, after Christmas, um, it's the time when you get the most of it, but it's the time when I feel like eating it the least, quite honestly. Oh, really? Yeah, I, I tend of... to get just like spot cravings where I'm like, God, I could murder yeah, a bar of chocolate. So this is what we have to do now. We have to put that little bag of chocolate away. Yeah. And just ignore it. And For like then, a whole year? No, just if you feel like, you know, a treat, then it's there. We don't have to eat it all immediately, Jack. No, that's true. That's what we need to realise. Because it's there, we're just eating it because we want to get rid of it because <laughs> we don't want it to tempt us throughout the year. Yeah. But if it's there and we have it every now and again, it that's okay, you know. But Very since true. living here, we haven't eaten that much, like, sweets or chocolate anyway. No, I guess not. I think because of the nature of a Japanese diet, their, their sweet things are just so much less... Uh, potent than a lot of western sweets and candies yeah, and stuff they're not they don't have as much sugar um so some of the stuff like we we had this whole box of i don't know how many were in there like 25 Ferrero Rocher or something mm. and they're so sweet they're really sweet yeah <laughs> but it's amazing how quickly you become like acclimatized to that level that's what i was thinking you know because our family also sent our families sent like lots of sweets and chocolates over yeah. and we had um 
a Terry's chocolate orange. I still haven't eaten mine. Oh, no. Excuse me. Sorry. You still you haven't ate, eaten mine. <laughs> you ate half of mine, <laughs> which I said it was fine, but don't no, be taking I, that last cho- chocolate orange. I did devour the majority mm. of that. But so I, I had like one piece and I was like, no, this is too sweet. And yeah. that soon went out the window as I slowly started eating the entire thing. Yeah. I kind of I want to, like, wean myself off it because I don't like how I feel after eating so much sugar. No. Like it, I think for the past few days I've had a headache, and I think that's why. <laughs> yeah, and we haven't slept well. and Yeah, just, like, um, not feel... We haven't felt good at all. And and we have we really don't eat that much chocolate and sweet, so I think that is definitely the, the reason. I hadn't thought about it until now, but mm. those 10 Ferrero Rocher a day might have affected things a little bit. Yeah. So I, I was wondering, I was thinking about New Year's resolutions. Yeah. And why we have them and why, you know, why we only make them at the start of the year. Because I think that we should have, instead of a New Year's resolution, like mini goals throughout the year. Mm. Because don't you think that... You set a New Year's resolution and you are the best person you could possibly be for like a month. You exercise, (laughs) (laughs) you drink more water, you eat a little better and you read more books and you like contact your family more. All those things like maybe you want to quit smoking, you quit smoking for a month and then as the year goes on you just lose the motivation and then you think oh well I've given up now so that's fine. But what if we had like... A mini New Year's resolution, like halfway through the year, like a revive of the resolution that you originally planned to do. Because I think a year is too long for us to, like, stick to something like that without some sort of acknowledgement in the middle. Like, woohoo, you're like a quarter of the way through the year with your resolution. Well done. Now let's add to it. Or you, you said you wanted to read... 10 pages a day let's read 20 pages a day or 30 pages a day like increase the the thing yeah. don't you think that'd be a good idea i think that's a much better idea because you start the year and you've you, you have like grand visions for change yeah um and naturally people they want to change everything now they don't they don't like actually we we look to a year ahead and we're like oh that's actually quite a long <laughs> a long way away yeah and so you're like even a month, I think, is a long time for people to stick to most of the resolutions. Mm. So you're two weeks in, let's say, and you're kind of exhausted yeah. because just changing one thing, let's say, is something like reading. You do that for two weeks and you're kind of like, oh, I'm really burned out by this. Mm. Um, I think there's also something that comes of forcing yourself to do something that you think you should do. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, like you, that you, you don't really want to do. Yeah, exactly. You're doing it because you feel like that's what uh, is right or, no, or necessary. But you've got to want to do these things too, mm. especially things that are to do with exercise or diet, that kind of thing. Because they've got like a very regimented nature, you've got to really want the results of the thing that they're going to give you because it's hard and it's um, like it's not fun. A lot of these things aren't fun to change. No, they're hard. It's hard to get the motivation. Yeah, absolutely. It's hard to change, like, bad habits too, you know. Yeah. Um, so I definitely think, like you said, if you had a smaller increments of time, mm-hmm. let's say it was two months, that would yeah. be way more feasible. Your two-month yeah. resolution is <laughs> your whole year resolution. Because by that point, you hope that it becomes a habit mm. and it's a good habit. Yeah. So you want to create good habits. That's the goal of, of starting something new like that that you want to achieve Absolutely. is to create a good habit that you eventually enjoy. Like so last year I really wanted to try running hmm. and it was horrible for the first, I don't even know how many times I did it, until I craved it. My body was like I need it now because it was like I needed it to give myself energy it was like drinking a coffee or something it was like going for a run and it made me feel good about myself it made me feel like I looked better and I felt like my skin was better everything was better Mm. and I was eating well as well and um I was like really happy and proud of that until I got an injury and I couldn't run anymore so that really like stopped me in my tracks but because of that I was like 
proud that I was able to do it and it gave me encouragement to do other things. I'm like, oh, well, if I can do that, then I can do yoga for like a month, like 30 days, you know, every day. Um, So I think you have to start with one thing and then let it snowball onto other things. So instead of setting yourself like 10 New Year's resolutions to all do in one month, starting from day one, that's never going to work. because it's too much like no you can't fit all those things into your day so my advice would be to start with one thing one thing that you want to do every day even if it's something really small like making your bed Hmm. just do that every day for like a week two weeks until it becomes your habit yeah and then you think okay i'll go up and i'm in my bed so i can add on to that let's drink a glass of water every morning and add that and then you start really slowly and eventually the things that you want to become like better at become your habit and then you can add things onto your day little little by little do you know what i mean i do i I totally agree and um it kind of when you put it in those kind of terms it makes the whole idea of a new year's resolution kind of redundant doesn't it really because you, you there shouldn't be a day when you go right this is it i'm changing my life for the better i'm gonna eat more healthy it should be every day yeah, you should you want know. to change your lifestyle. Yeah. And instead of, I think, like, I think you can have breaks. I think that's what Christmas is for. Without doubt, yeah. You can have a break. You can, like, not exercise for a mm. month or, you know, eat chocolate for two weeks. or what. Like, you can do that. That's your break. Yeah. But it kind of undoes the work that you've done before if you are doing something like working on your exercise and body yeah um but hopefully you sort of get to a point where you don't want that break do you know what i mean yeah like it's so the habit is so ingrained in you that you just feel like you you want to do that thing anyway yeah but you don't need the break from it because it's just part of your part of your life it's your life now my life Mm. is i don't eat chocolate (laughs) that's my life like it's not a diet it's not like something that's temporary i think that diets and things like that are are okay on a temporary term to sort of get you out break you out of a habit yeah but then after that it needs to become something that you are aware that you're going to do forever Mm. and maybe you give yourself a little break okay for a week i'm i'm gonna not eat so good i'm gonna eat what i want Mm. or like Every Friday I'm going to have like, you know, fish and chips from the chip shop. Whatever it is, yeah. you give yourself a little treat and then, you know what I mean? No, I do, yeah. And then the rest of the time you, you're you good to yourself and you stick to the things that you wanted to stick to. Definitely. Because yeah. in the end you're going to feel better about it and it's going to change your life, not just your year or not just January. <laughs> yeah, of <laughs> Do course. you know what I mean? Yeah. Because people get really depressed about it too. like The fact that you know, they failed in something. Yeah, because yeah. they set these huge goals for themselves, which is great. Mm. Like, you know, it's like inspiring and encouraging, you know. But then but then at the end of January, they think, well, I've out of these 10 things, I've done none of them. <laughs> it's like, well, of course you haven't because you've set yourself, your target's too high. Yeah. Like start really small and feel good about that. And then notice a change after that and then set another goal. That's that's what I've learned over like the past year, I'd say. Like I've I've really made a change mm. in the way I want to be. I've definitely not done it over Christmas. <laughs> like so no. lazy over Christmas. I would say we were talking about this the other day, but the I think between us, we kind of had our like revelatory New Year's esque thing happen. In August of last year, I would say we we went through a definite period where we were like, these are things that we want to change. Yeah. These are things we want to achieve. So we really already started them halfway through, like, you know, just past halfway through the year. Yeah. So actually this time when New Year's came around, we were both kind of happy. <laughs> we were like, well, just keep pushing on with, you know. There are a couple of things that you want to tweak, obviously. Mm. But generally... Um, but it's easier yeah. It's easier to tweak those things because yeah. you've already, you know, like we you've set said, a precedent for that thing. Haven't you? Yeah. yeah. So we, we set a goal to like wake up. So our, our bell, our town bell goes off at 6am every morning yeah. and we don't have any curtains really. So the, 
the sun is just there. Yep. It just wakes us up <laughs> like we are in the land of the rising sun after yeah, all. True. And it is very bright in the morning. So um, so we thought, why don't we just get up when we're supposed to as mm. humans, when yep. the sun rises. So let's just get up when the sun rises. And we wanted to do yoga every day. Um, and we missed a few days and, you know, but we tried to do it for a month and we, we did it. We were yeah, really we proud of ourselves. the plan that we started. And the point is not to beat yourself up if you do, if you miss like one or two days or even if you miss it a week. Yeah. It doesn't matter as long as you get back up and That's true, do it? it because it, you, you're trying to enforce a habit. It's not just going to, it's not going to come easy. And where are you going to get the motivation from? Yeah. You have to get it from yourself. So if that morning you're lying in bed and you think, oh, I just can't. I just can't get up today. That's okay, but just make a pact with yourself that you'll get up tomorrow. Yeah. And then you and don't beat yourself up if you like, you know, missed something. As long as you know that you'll come back around. Yeah. You of know, course. make a promise to yourself. Okay, if I do this today, if I don't get up today, then I have to get up tomorrow. With no questions. Yeah. Well, yeah. failure it compacts too. So, you know, you miss one of those days of working out. And it comes round to the the next day, and you do it again. You're like, oh, I'm just too tired. I can't be doing this. And then by the end of a week has passed, and you're the possibility of failure again for the eighth day after that week is even higher. Mm. So you've, um, yeah, like stuttering along the way is okay, just as long as you've got that, like the oomph to pick it back up again, and and don't sort of, yeah, beat yourself up about. Because the thing is, life doesn't work in that way. No. That's the other thing with setting a year resolution. People don't account for the fact that they might get ill mm. or someone else they know might not be very well. They might have to look after someone or um, they might lose their job. They might, you know, there's so many things that can go wrong Yeah. Um, and can push your plans kind of to the side. So this should, the whole short goals thing makes sense. The other thing as well is what you realise is that a lot of this stuff is to do with time management. Yeah, absolutely. There's very little that we can't actually do of these things. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like if your goal is to, I don't know, you want to be a, you want to be a professional skier and most people can go to, like let's say they go to a ski class or something. We can all go to a ski class. But... Um, that doesn't mean to say that you will have time to do it the next week. Do you know what I mean? It's all just to do with how you fit it into your life. Yeah. And make that part of that same habit. Um, That's a very, that was a big goal. I Like, I was thinking, like, read a book for 20 minutes a yeah, day. Yeah, no, I, I was trying <laughs> to think of something that you'd like, you would have to, de- to dedicate time towards, mm. really, you know. But that's the case with anything, isn't it? It is, yeah. No matter how big or small the goal is, yeah. um, you have to give yourself time Mm. to do it because like we're all human and obviously it's difficult as humans to keep our motivation up and to do these things because everybody struggles with it so it's obviously something that we just have in us as humans it's just like we just struggle with I don't know keeping keeping goals but then we're also like creatures of habit right yeah like if you hear like older people that like elderly people they'll get up at the same time they'll eat the same thing every day yeah they'll go to the post office at the same time the same day every week like when i worked in a shop like i'd have the same people come in at the same time on the same day Mm. like every single week you know so we are creatures of habit so you can enforce good habits. It's just harder. It's the harder ones that you that are more difficult for us. You yeah. know, it makes sense, really. That's true. Like getting up early. Most like, people are very against um, changes too because it's so uncomfortable. You know, yeah. changing something is not an easy thing to do. Um, and so, what we'd naturally rather do is just stick to the same old routine that we've settled to anyway. But. Um, if you're able to make that thing a new habit, I guess it doesn't feel like so much of a change anymore. Every day it feels less and less like a change to your regular lifestyle. I wonder why we do that though. Because I'm I'm thinking like some people you'll say, oh, try this. 
try this fruit or try this something yeah. that they've never had before. And they'll say, oh, no. Oh, no, thank you. <laughs> yeah, Where like... does that come from? Where does that, what are you afraid of? Trying something and liking it or trying something and not like it? Or are you just afraid of trying something in general? Because what's mm. what's the worst that's going to happen? Well, yeah, I mean, Leah, unless you're like, unless you're offering somebody, I don't know, cyanide or something, which obviously they're not going to eat. But I know what you're saying we're yeah. very averse to like to taking that step a lot of the time, aren't we? For something very simple. Because mm, I was on a, f- a phone call with two of my family members, and the one family member said, "Oh, I I want to drink more water every day. I want to drink a liter of water. That's mm. my New Year's resolution." I was like, "That's great. That's a really good." a good start, you know, it'll make you skin better, it'll make you feel, you know, we're supposed to drink water, you know. And the other person on the call pulled the most, I don't even know how to describe this face, like this. Like a cringy, not cringy, like a... Is it grimace? Grimace, yeah. yeah. Like, no, ooh, you couldn't pay me to drink <laughs> no a glass of water. <laughs> like, you couldn't pay me to drink a glass of water. And I'm thinking... Wait, what? Yeah. Water? Yep. It's in everything. Yeah, but like just, just water. The, just the water. Just a glass of water. What? Why? This person doesn't like it. Wow. Of all the things not to like. But, you know. <laughs> the most neutral. <laughs> non. But like I was saying, the person was like is more elderly. Right. And they often will, they have this common trait in them okay. of their personality where I ask them to try something and they won't try it. Right. And it's just funny that it's like, why wouldn't you drink a glass of water? Well, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, that's fair enough. You don't like it, but like, it, it just seems strange to me that, like, you know, why wouldn't well, would you make it a habit? If you know that it's good for you, it's just water. It doesn't taste of anything. I know. But, but, I mean, I think of... Why do we have that? Why do some people, I want to do this. I don't particularly like water, but I'm going to drink it every day. I'm absolutely not touching that. You couldn't pay me to drink it. Yeah. Like, why do we have those two extremes in our personalities when both have the the same result? Like, if you drink water, yeah. you, your body will function better. But you couldn't pay me to drink it. <laughs> like, I don't get it. You couldn't pay me to live better. Um, I, I think it. it's because I think there's something deep within our, what do you call it, like our biology and our psyche, which is... It's on constant guard mode and protection, probably against, I don't know, whatever it would use to be, poison or something that would harm us. Um, I think that never leaves. Mm. And that's on top of bad experiences that you've had with trying a certain food or food that's made you ill or a particular point in time where you've got a connection to maybe eating or drinking something. You know, maybe let's say that person had had a really, like a massive glass of water, and then the next day they were really ill. But yeah. because of something completely unrelated. Um, I guess somewhere in, like, the the back of your mind, it sort of shoots forward and it's like, no, no water. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it, it's funny because, you know, this... Of all the things that Well, this, this same person, I'm, I'm just not saying it, who it is because, you know, this is mine and your podcast and yeah. these people might not want to be mentioned. They okay. don't know that they've, they've been, we're talking about them, so I don't want to, like, say anything. Yeah. But um, this same person also choked once on a melon ball. Ah. So, you know, I don't know why this was a thing when they used to scoop melon out into little melon balls. I feel like this is like, a very British thing. Yeah, I think it is too. The cultures would be like, what the hell is a melon <laughs> I ball? I think it is too. Um, actually, I want to come back to that, but yeah. Okay. So, scoop the melon ball and this person choked on it. Right. And pretty... or, or, and, and it was slimy and they didn't like the texture. Mm. But me and this person have a lot of things in common with flavours. We both like the same sort of flavours, like lemon and citrusy flavours. Okay. And um, I know that this person would love melon, but they won't eat it because of this specific moment in time. <laughs> and I've told them, I'm not going to put, make it into a ball. You can eat a very small amount of it, just try it. No, they will not eat. Leave even like the smallest, smallest... 
Like well, I've made them try it before. I got to a point where they did try it, in fact. And <laughs> they just did the same face, the grimace face. And I'm like, but you haven't even t- tasted it. You just immediately, like, put a waller. Yeah. And um, I think that's that could be just part of the personality, to be honest. Just like a natural resistance to mm. to something that's suddenly they, they don't want to try. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose so, but see, you've got to use deception with this kind of stuff. <laughs> you oh, have to sneak, you have to sneak it into another <laughs> layer of something else. So you bake a pie, and they're like, "What's this? It's rhubarb pie." Oh. And they eat it, and they're like, "Oh, that was the best rhubarb pie I've had in my life." What did you put in it? Melon. melon. It's melon <laughs> pie. You love melon. It's melon pie. And they'll eat it for the rest of the day, That's... for the rest of their life. Sorry. <laughs> the rest of the day. <laughs> Yeah, but then they'll talk about it. I used to hate melon for yeah. 50 years. Then one day. Then one day. In the middle of a rhubarb <laughs> pie. It changed my life. Maybe. I can hope. I, I can a glass hope. of water to top it down. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I used to, I used to eat avocados mm. raw because I didn't know anything about avocados. I was just like, I know I'm supposed to eat this because it's like it's supposed to be healthy for me. Hang on, when you're saying raw, don't you? You always eat them raw. You eat them raw, yeah, but not ripe, sorry, is what I mean. Oh, it was unripened, unripened yeah, Ugh. not raw. Yeah, they're always raw. But you're supposed to, like, it's supposed to have a squish to it. Okay. Um, and it's kind of soft to cut into, but I just used to cut into them hard and eat <sighs> them like that. And um, so I think it tasted. My, yeah, I hated I taste, it. It tastes weird anyway. No, I like it. avocados. It's like creamy and nice, but I could never get why people liked it. I was like, it tastes like grass. Yeah. Like when when you eat it like unripe, it's really like firm. It's just completely different. <laughs> it's like an unripe banana to a ripe oh, banana. Like, is it's, there the, anything worse than the unripe banana? Actually, I know one thing different. worse than an unripe banana: an what? overripe banana. Oh, you're not wrong there. I, the smell and the taste of overripened bananas, it can make me sick. I it's think funny, you know, you say that because the because of the cold in this house right now, it's snowing like crazy in, in Japan at the moment. Three. There is like indoors. I don't know, like four foot of snow outside. Is there? There's a lot of snow. There's a lot of snow. So it's freezing in this house at the moment, in our old Japanese house. <laughs> <laughs> and the bananas, for whatever reason, they go brown. They go black, mm. pretty much, don't they, on the outside? They get frostbite, don't they? They get frostbite. Banana bite. Banana bite. But on the inside, they're, like, not really even ripe. They're ripe, but they're... But you, every time, I'm like, do you want a banana? No, I don't. I don't want one. And then I open it, and it's perfect on the inside, it underripe, you could even say. Yeah. So I I have a bite and I'm like, oh, here you go. And then he has a bite. He's like, oh, it's nice. And the other day you did this. You didn't see the outside of the banana. No. And you had a bite and you were like, oh, it's nice. And then I showed you the outside of the banana. You were like, uh. <laughs> so it's all in your head. <laughs> it is. You're like, abs- I'm not going to eat that banana because that's an overripe banana. <laughs> but then it's not. I don't know why it goes brown, but. See, it's bad experience creates these reactions. That's why. Because it's of all the smells and tastes of, of overripe bananas I've had. <laughs> Suddenly I'm like... <laughs> this is what I was going to say to you. So over, you know, the Christmas period, yes. we had some friends, like literally a couple of friends came. Mm-hmm. And and we had... Um, we're not in lockdown, by the way. I just want to point that out. No. In Japan. We are not. And um, they're in the same area as us, Just want which is fine in japan so i just want to point that out um so anyway i've made some pineapple and cheese on a stick Mm. the classic you go to any disco any wedding any british party in the 60s and you (laughs) (laughs) not that i would know um but right up to my adulthood like we have this this pineapple and cheese on a little cocktail stick yeah I brought this out to my Canadian and American friend and they were kind of gobsmacked by it. Like, what is this magical invention? And then they tried it and they were like, wow, this is incredible. (laughs) And I'm thinking, what? Like, this has been around my whole life. (laughs) It's at least the 60s. (laughs) (laughs) At least the 
I reckon that's when it was invented because, you know, the 60s were a bit wacky, weren't they? I suppose. People went mad and just threw pineapple and cheese together. (laughs) But it's such, even when I was preparing it, I was like, this is vintage, this is. But to our our friends, it's like a brand new invention. Like, wow, this is incredible. They couldn't believe it. No, I mean, nor could I, to be honest, because I'm not a fan of the cheese and pineapple mix. Mm. Um, as when we did our food challenge thing. Oh yeah. Uh, what did you put together then? It was some. Was it apple? No, banana and something. I don't apple know. and something. Cheese, banana and cheese. I don't yeah. remember. Um, but yeah, they they seemed to they really liked it. But for me, I so I just sep- I tried them together, and I'm like, yeah, that was weird. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, I eat the cheese. I'm like, great, great bit of cheese. <laughs> And eat the pineapple. Marvellous. Great pineapple. <laughs> Having them together does not improve either one of them for me. Well, usually I'd say the same. I used to eat them separately, like at these shindigs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'd eat them separately. But that cheese was particularly cheesy. It was a hard cheese, wasn't it? It was a hard cheese, but it was it was a very cheesy cheese. Like strong the cheese, cheese was really a strong cheese. That's what I wanted to say, not a cheesy cheese. <laughs> It was very strong cheese. So that with the pineapple was actually perfect. So my advice would be to get a cheesier cheese, a stronger cheese to add to the pineapple. Well, pineapple's very sweet. It's like super, of all the fruits, it's a particularly sweet fruit, isn't it? But usually in my experience with cheese and pineapple, Mm. the pineapple overpowers the cheese. Ah. But this time it didn't. And I was like, wow, that is actually perfect. So it's all about balance. Because I didn't think they were going to like it. No. I was going to think, they would think, oh, well, that's just pineapple, because it usually is. Yeah. But this was a, a stronger cheese. What what two foods could you think of putting together that could be the worst combination that you could imagine? What do you mean? Any two foods that you can imagine you put together and they would be just a terrible combination. Because you know there's so many things that you try together and you're like, oh, that's not too bad. Like if you get a, a McDonald's French fry and you put it into a milkshake, mm. it's pretty good, as a lot of people seem to think. I was just thinking you meant like the worst food ever, like fermented egg and fermented no, beans. No, 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 I just mean the worst combination of tastes, you know. Let's say. Oh, I don't, I don't know. know. I don't know because that's what chefs do. But I'm asking you. you eat I'm it, asking it? you. For you, <laughs> just imagine two tastes that uh, would not. Fish and pork. Fish and pork? Why fish and pork? Well, they wouldn't taste very nice together. So you don't think uh, like bit, a had like a, a mackerel and a bacon sandwich? No, not a good combo. No. Okay. What about? No, I stumped um, you there, didn't I? You thought you, I was going to say something. You'd say, "Oh, actually." No, I just before I asked the question, <laughs> I'm genuinely curious because often I think the things that you don't think would go together do go together, and vice versa. So let's say. Of all the things, fish and pork, you might not immediately be like, well, dreadful, but you're probably right, they would be dreadful. <laughs> so it was pointless. It wasn't pointless. I think we figured out <laughs> that fish and pork is a really bad combo. Can I ask you something? No. Have, yes. have you got used to seeing octopus in the supermarket? No. Me neither. Not at all. Um, it's like... It's like walking into a supermarket and seeing just a cow roaming around randomly. It is. It is. It's not that dramatic. It is. It's unusual. I'd say it's like seeing like a hand in the frozen aisle. Oh, because that's not unusual at all. But for us, no. Excuse me. Good God. <laughs> <laughs> that chocolate. Um, no, like I walk. I obviously go and we look at the, you know, the salmon. <laughs> Standard salmon. Salmon Right next to it is like a massive, like, red... Purpley, pinky. like, octopus tentacle. Thing, yeah. It's... um, I just can never get used to it. It jars me every time, honestly. Yeah. And actually, the thing that... Let's say it's usually by the salmon, the fish. It wouldn't be anywhere else, would it? Um, It kind of puts me off buying the salmon sometimes. Really? I get a weird feeling... I'm thinking about salmon, like, ooh, grilled salmon, poached salmon, and I see the, the octopus and I'm like, <laughs> yeah. not really hungry anymore. The thing is, 
we've tried octopus a few times mm. because we've been in sort of scenarios where it's sort of like, I made this for you. Yes. Please eat it. Please eat it. And it's sort of a, you know. It's a fickle, fickle food, I've got to say. I, I really don't know where I stand with it. Sometimes I don't it's... know where I stand with it. It's really nice. Can I just, can you just come here? You have like one eyebrow hair that's like dangling over your eye. Oh, no. It's you know really what that is? It's distracting me. That's a sign of old age. Is it? Yeah. How many times have you seen an old person and they've got like one six foot eye? <laughs> you know, eyebrow. one time, one time my dad, he said to me, Joe, can you pull this uh, eyebrow hair out? I said, yeah, yeah. And I pulled it and it came 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 and kind of going to go. Oh my gosh. It was honestly like 30 centimetres long. <laughs> I was like, like this is growth. amazing. You should be on the Guinness World Book of Records or something. <laughs> I was longest like, eyebrow hair. I couldn't believe it. He goes, oh, that happens sometimes. Oh, really? Like, how often does this happen? How long does it take you to grow that particular eyebrow hair? It was incredible. See, it's starting. He was so relaxed about it as well. The process is happening. No, I, th- I think actually that was an eyelash that had got caught on your eyebrow. That's how it starts. It's the eyelashes get up into the, the eyebrows and they sort of, they implant themselves and then just start growing out. Is that what it is? That's why eyebrows are so bushy in older people. It's actually just eyelashes that have flown off. Jack has amazing eyelashes and eyebrows. Thank you. You just—they're just very furry. People listening can't appreciate them. Oh, they're so fluttery. His eyelashes are. (laughs) These eyebrows are just like so furry. You got so much to work with. But he he plucks them out. I find that so weird. He's just sitting there and he'll pull his eyelashes out or he'll pull his eyebrow hairs out. When you See, when you say like that, it sounds kind of gross. I suppose it is, but it's stress. How can you pull your eyelashes out? They grow back. It hurts, for one, and two, stop, they're so beautiful. They grow back in abundance. I can't stop the damn Mine don't. I have to, like, treasure every single one. Have mine. I'll give you them. You can't do that. I'll sell you them. You can't do that. Pound an eyelash. You can't do that. (laughs) Why not? Stop lying to me. Excuse me. I think you'll find that you spend money buying false eyelashes sometimes. Yeah, but I can't you occasionally take yours apply them, off you. But you can make them into a... I'll make you a false... I'll take mine out and I'll store them and I'll stick them into like a big line and you can try wearing them. Okay. They'd look very realistic. They'd be real, wouldn't they? Yeah. But then I'd get an occasional white one. Do they rot? Not rot was the word. Do they go bad? Eyelashes. Yeah. I don't think so because don't they keep growing? I mean, they can't just keep growing, can they? Because the amount of hair that would just. Why don't they the grow? The world would be covered in hair if hair just kept growing. Well, I've never thought about that before. Like, why do they stop? Like, yours stop longer than mine. Why do mine stop here? Obviously, it's genetics, but why? Were you were your ancestors born in a more sandy place? Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I originate from a, <laughs> a <deep>. camel. <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm part camel. <laughs> I suppose with the length of them, you would kind of think that's true, wouldn't you? But yeah, I guess so. Is that actually? I've never. Sorry, it's probably very loud. Um, I never thought about that before. How like our why? features and the the way that we have grown is in part to do with our environments. I can barely feel my eyelashes. Like, I'm lucky if I can get close to them so without poking myself in the eye. mean you were in a less dusty or sandy area? Your ancestors were? Well, I don't know, because I grew up in the Midlands. Not you. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I'm talking, like, way, way back. In you the know. smog. <laughs> in the smog. Anyway, um, what was your original question? I don't know. Actually, when you were talking about melon balls, you said you wanted to go back to something more. The pineapple thing. Oh, that was the pineapple thing. Because I don't really like pineapple on pizza. And I figured it's because the cheese isn't cheesy enough. It's mozzarella. Mozzarella is not not really a strong cheese, is it at all? It's a very flat cheese. So basically all you're eating is pineapple on a pizza, and that's very weird. But if you actually could taste the strong cheese taste Mm. and then the pineapple, then we're talking. See, I, I also think that Hawaiian pizzas are just the devil's food. Do you think they're actually from Hawaii? Because you know, like California rolls. Have you seen the California rolls? Yeah, it's like it's it's like inverted sushi with like like chicken and avocado in it. Yeah, everything. But <laughs> well, it's fish. not sushi at all. But 
Yeah. <laughs> just, it just looks a bit like it. Yeah. But it's inverted. Mm. And I remember I remember seeing a video and um, a Japanese person saw that and they were like, but the rice is on the outside. <laughs> like like the, the, the point the, of the seaweed is to hold to it To hold together. the rice together, yeah. <sighs> Why do people do that? They take something and they just like... But that's what I mean. The California <laughs> roll is not... Is not from Japan. No. So do you think the Hawaiian pizza is actually not from Hawaii? Oh, you reckon it's actually from like Manchester or something? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like, I mean, oh, maybe. this is exotic. What should we name it after? Hawaii. Yeah. Maybe. Well, because they just imagine there's tons of pineapples in Hawaii. Well, they do have a lot of pineapples in Hawaii, don't they? I would quite like to go to Hawaii, actually. I'd love to go to Hawaii. It's supposed to be a very beautiful place. Mm. Actually, I mean, we're very close to it. Relatively. Yeah, a lot of Japanese people go to Hawaii on holiday. Yeah. So I've heard. Ah, something to look at in the future. Isn't it weird that, like, to think about when you're in the UK, our holiday destinations, like typical ones, are like France, Spain, Germany, Germany like Amsterdam, loads of people go to Amsterdam. Europe is quite the, uh, yeah, quite the place to it, go. It's it? like, well, we, we don't need to go that far to have a bit of sun, yeah. have a bit of sea bit of sand but in japan it's like their holiday destinations are like hawaii australia um maybe they have some really unusual ones you know i've heard um i've heard japanese people talk about going to places like myanmar and i'm like where the hell's myanmar <laughs> <laughs> myanmar yeah myanmar just like they'll say really random that sounds places Korean. or um it's why do I feel like it's close to um, Thailand or something? But anyway. Like but it's, it feels more exotic, doesn't it? Yeah. Because of what we're used to, I guess. No, it really does. I know it's like you say, a lot of them go to Australia. There's a very, it's quite a sizable um, portion of, of people in in Australia who are Japanese. Me, um, Mar. M-Y-A-N-M-A-R, Myanmar. Oh. Whereabouts is it? It's above Thailand. I, I knew near to Thailand. It's a country in Asia, so it's its own. Burma. Okay, that's the, is that the other name for it, Burma? Burma, I've heard of yeah. Burma before, yeah. Formerly Burma. Yeah. It's a Southeast Asian nation. Yeah. I mean, it's not when you think about it, it's not particularly strange that they would go to somewhere that's closer to them, just in the same way mm. we go to Europe, but just totally different, like the... You know, as Brits, we sort of, we have this thing where we go because our weather is so depressingly miserable. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful, look. Sorry to interrupt you. It looks pretty cool, doesn't it? I've looked at pictures before. It's like um, a wow. mix between, what would you say that? Well, it's on the border of India, apparently, as yeah. well. So I guess it's a mixture between. It looks a little like, um, you know how Russia has those. <gasps> look at that. Very domey kind of buildings. It's got that yeah. same kind of feel. But, um, wow. what was I saying? Yeah, as Brits, we have a very particular um, way of doing holidays. Like, we go for sun. That's one of the big things. Oh, gosh, yeah. People are so desperate to escape, like, the drudgery of the cloud that overhangs pretty much every town in the UK. Yeah. Um, so we go for sun sunbathing and all that kind of stuff beaches we we love beaches and um, cheap it has to be cheap it's got to be cheap beer, cheap yeah. like absolutely it's all about the cheapness of food and alcohol <laughs> so basically <laughs> and it's always nicer food drink and sun that's what we like yeah however i don't feel like other cultures have that same kind of thing because let's say in japan for example those things are alcohol is very cheap mm. so they probably wouldn't be going to other countries to look for cheap alcohol. I think they go for things like surfing. Surfing? Yeah, because they go to Okinawa for surfing. And uh, diving. Yeah, which is obviously it's still in Japan. But Okinawa is a very, very different place to the rest of the, the islands It's kind of got its own little thing, hasn't it? It's, a totally, it's almost like its own culture and it's uh, Yeah, apparently alone. we've not been there, but no. apparently so. That's true. Um, I'd love to go there too. I reckon I Okinawa has tropical. a very Hawaii kind of feel. That's yeah, what I imagine. I think so too. But yeah, that's another <laughs> one on the list. Isn't it weird though when you look at pictures like that, like what I just showed you, and you think, oh my gosh, there's so much more to see. 
Oh, yeah. Like living here, we see beauty every single day mm. and we feel so fortunate to live here. Yeah. But then you look at more places in the world, you think, oh, well, I want to go there now. I think that's I what traveling does to you. It's sort of... The travel bug. The scope starts kind of really thin, you know, and you can't see very much. But the more that you venture into it, it widens. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, like now, you imagine that, let's say, if we could travel anywhere we wanted to, there would be there would be nowhere, I don't think, anywhere would be off limits. You no. know what I mean? We wouldn't be like, I don't care about going there. I want to go everywhere. Yeah. I think I think everyone would too after last year. Yeah, You know, true. but... I think that travel is always on people's list. Yeah. Like bucket list to do. Um, you know, travel more. It's always a news resolution for for a lot of people. But think about last year. So this year it's going to be like a priority. Mm. And I think as soon as the travel bans are lifted, the tickets are going to skyrocket <laughs> because everyone's Absolutely. everyone's going to want to go. Yeah. Like, I've already spoke to so many people that want to come here, mm -hmm. like, as soon as they can. And they see, obviously, we post pictures and they, oh, I want to go there, I want to come there, you know. It's kind of ironic. Everyone's going to want to come here and we're like, yeah, but we kind of want to go over there. <laughs> <laughs> we want to go and look at that island. <laughs> They'll come here and we won't be here anymore. Yeah, because we've, we've been here, you know, we've been here for most of the year you can't I mean you get well all of what i mean about all year we haven't been home since we haven't, november, we haven't left japan have we obviously november so. 2019 yeah was that, that that was the last time we actually left japan that's right november well. yeah november 2019 so um yeah i think you're right i think as soon as it becomes feasible which i reckon about halfway through the year things will be considerably easier yeah for everyone to go and do for us too you know mm -hmm. like just because we can move around Japan more as more freely than other places can their own countries, mm. we we all we can't leave to yeah. at the moment. So that's that an exciting noise? prospect. I don't know. I heard like a was it a bird or something? Some kind of wild falcon has passed over the roof. It might have been a bird. I don't know. I feel very connected to the animals. I do. Yeah, you like. Uh, you are Snow White incarnate, like... I really do. The other day I was sitting here and I heard this, like... I was like... Oh. That was me. <laughs> it was Jack outside. <laughs> and I thought, what is that? Obviously it was a bird, but it sounded like it was in the house. So I opened the door and there was a little bird there. Just like... I was like... Come in. It's pretty freezing. I was like, hello. And then it flew onto the tree. And then the same thing happened again a little while later. Yeah. Came back. I had one of those, um, those weird experiences this morning when I opened the door. I'm like, oh, my God, the world. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah. I mean, ugh, we had a really rough night last night. <laughs> Do you want to put some context to that? <laughs> well, I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I've, I don't want to go on about this because I don't want to moan. Like, that's not what this podcast is about. It's supposed to be uplifting. <laughs> <laughs> but also life. Yeah. Um, no, I've, I've injured my leg. I've mentioned it a few times probably. I need to shut up about it now. But I've hurt my leg. And it's yesterday... peroneal tendonitis, okay? <laughs> it's peroneal tendonitis. Get over it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yesterday I was doing some exercises to help it because we couldn't go snowboarding. Yeah. And last night it was so cold that I slept. I was trying to sleep on the injury so that it sort of relieved the pain. And I slept on my side. But because it was so cold, I like slept with my shoulders, like trying to be wrapped around my ears. And when I woke up, I like sort of, you know, like, a, you know, like the Tin Man, like the cartoon when you're like, like I squeaked my, my shoulder down. I was like, You need Ow. like oiling on your I joints. I need oiling. So that's how I feel. <laughs> like I need oiling. Oh dear. So I, I was fidgeting all night and I probably kept Jack awake, sneezed a few times, which you said you don't remember, but I'm sure you spoke to me. I, I just remember drifting in and out of consciousness and being like, and hearing you say, oh, my leg hurts, or oh, this, oh, this, Oh, God, this. don't say that. I sound like a right footy, do I? Well, I'm just saying, you, you kept saying that you were in pain, but oh, I, couldn't, I, couldn't, I couldn't do anything about it. That's the that's the frustrating part for me. I do this thing, though, where, well, I'm sure other people do it too, 
but I like I moan and then Jack goes what can I do to help you and I'm like nothing just leave, <laughs> leave me, me alone me. <laughs> and he's like leave me in my misery he's like do you want a hot water bottle I'm like no when you, <laughs> that actually means yes it always means yes I just don't want to I don't want to be a nuisance you're not a nuisance but just, the thing is when you have a when you have an injury like that, it just niggles at you all day and it's yeah. so I irritating. I couldn't get comfortable like any position I sat in. Yeah. And then I went to bed, the same thing. So anyway, yeah, this morning when you opened the door, it was like it was like two bears coming out of hibernation, <laughs> like absolutely exhausted, like not hadn't got any sleep at all throughout yeah, the winter. I need food, I need drink. It, it was just like opening the door, it was like... <laughs> it was awful. I've got to say, though, this morning... Made the classic English breakfast. It was pretty good. Oh, so our friend, our lovely, lovely friend, bought us baked beans for Christmas. She did. We haven't had baked beans for, mm. I don't know. Many years now. It's yeah. been, a, been a long time. Probably since we went, when we went home. I'm and like, you can't oh, yeah, get I them in have Japan. Beans when I went back. You can get them in Costco. We have Costco here in Japan. Yeah, but and they cost like £16 for a pack of yeah, six, like six. cans. These, these are like the most rudimentary types of food in the UK. Just yeah. a tin of baked beans. beans. It costs you less than a pound most of the time. You can get them like 13p at Sainsbury's. Yeah. 13 bottom P. shelf, bottom shelf. Bottom shelf, 13p baked beans, boom. Here it costs you 16 quid for a pack of six. They're yeah. Heinz, mind, you know, but even so. Crazy. So Makes you appreciate cried. beans. I nearly cried when our friend gave us those. I thought it was something... I thought it was beer, actually, or something like that. I thought it was beer, because she gave it to you. Not beer. You know, like, the the non-alcoholic ones? Yeah. Like, I don't like beer, but um, I don't mind the the 0% one. Yeah. The amount of people listening go, (laughs) (laughs) Probably. That face of the water would be like, (laughs) ugh. Couldn't pay me to drink that. Couldn't pay me. It's like poison. Um, (laughs) I thought it was that. I thought it was a six-pack of those. Um, So when I saw the blue... Label Heinz. and Heinz at the top. My head nearly fell off. Yeah. It was crazy. Anyway. We can't get to Costco nice easily, version. by the way, and you have to have a card, so we've actually never been there. No. But apparently they do do a lot of... Um, it's like a whole seller in it, wholesale yeah. thing. They do do a lot of, like, foods that we'd recognise, I guess. I wouldn't know what to do in that shop, though. I know we, we went I to go before, but American. we couldn't go in because we didn't have a card. Mm. But I, th- I think we would just wonder... Up and down the aisles, like, mm. I want everything, so I'll buy nothing because I oh. can't decide. Isn't that the worst? It really is. The other day, we we went to this shop, and they had so much stuff in there, and we went a bit crazy, like, with excitement. Yeah. And and then at the end of it, I think all I bought was a phone case, because it was reduced. Oh, my God. Got a really cheap phone case, and it's a really good one. That was a decent price, though. Yeah, I got a phone case and what else? Well, the maj- washi tape. B- between us, we found various like pajamas and yeah, um, like I found a hoodie, and then we tried them on, and actually they weren't that marvelous. So oh, we, we put God. the majority of the things back. So we spent if you hours feel, walking around this place. If you want to feel like an alien, then try on clothes in Japan. Oh, it's it's awful, isn't it? It's horrible. Makes you feel like an absolute freak. I literally, I picked up these pajama set. It was like a, a medium large size, and I'm like, you know, I'm petite. I'd say I'm average size for a girl. You're just you're small, and you you're small frame. I'm, not, I'm not that small though. I'm just like I'm like five foot five or whatever. Yeah. So anyway, I picked up these pajamas, and they were size medium large. I thought they'll be perfect. They'll be nice and baggy. And Jack said, "Oh, they're going to be too big for you." I was like, "I'm, <laughs> I'm laughing because I know the outcome." <laughs> and I was like. No, it's okay. I like them baggy and it will be fine. And I was like, these are perfect. Um, I can't wait to wear them. Nice, warm, like fluffy jammers for the winter. I tried them on. Oh, my God. I could barely get them over <laughs> my thigh. And this was size like medium to large. And the top as well. And like my butt like was so like squished in there. Like if I'd have bent down, they'd have ripped. And I was like, what the heck? I just no. feel like an alien, like my body shape is just weird in Japan. And then I tried on this huge baggy onesie, like it's size, 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 size large, 
size, size large. Give me a size large. Just give me a size large, please. <laughs> Anyway, I tried it on, and it, they're supposed to be baggy, so the crotch comes down to, like, your knees. Really unusual shape, but, like, it's the fashion. Yeah. So I tried it on. The bloody... The arms came just past my elbows, and then when I, like, pulled it forward, it, you know, it does that tight thing around your shoulders. Yeah, like, pulls against your back. Oh, my God. I was <sighs> I like, know. I'm like a creep, weird creature. Listen, you think you have troubles in Japan trying to... You want to be my size. I know. I'm the size of a giraffe anyway. And my like my arms pretty much drag against the ground like a orangutan. So I try I try a massive jumper on. Like I'm talking double XL. Yeah. I'm not a double XL. I've got quite a thin frame. I'm a medium to large at best. Double XL. Massive size. Put it on. The arms don't even come up. They're, they're like they're barely touching my an- my ankles. What, they, what, what these <laughs> things called? My Wrist. wrists. Barely touching my wrist. Mm. It's and all the back, pulling the up back at the back. Up. Yeah. But oh, our friend, who's a little shorter than you, I think you're going to be a little shorty. <laughs> a little shorty. He's quite the dwarf, actually. <laughs> no, he's a little shorter than Jack. He tried on the the same sort of jumper, and yeah. it fit him okay. It fit marvelous. He he's actually very well suited to the the. Like the, the sizing, fr- the sizing, and the, the way that you know they make clothes in Japan <sighs> yeah. for for Japanese people, but it's impossible. Not I, sir. They not just I. they don't do anything bigger than like a small. Even their large is small. Yeah, I mean, I was surprised to see double XL the other day because that's quite. That's why we got so excited. Quite, like, oh my god, yeah. they have oh all these god, like clothes that actually fit. Especially because I like to buy like baggy clothes. Yeah, but if I buy like a large, it's going to be tight on me. We need to invest in the sewing machine, and then we'll just buy. Oh my gosh! Yes, please. I we'll buy curtains, and then we'll, we'll make <laughs> we'll make clothes out of curtains. Make clothes out of curtains. You know, like uh, <laughs> is that from a show or a film? Someone makes uh, an arm of a sleeve out of curtains, and then they pull the string down it. Like <laughs> what? I've never draws seen back that the before. Curtains on the arms. <laughs> I've never seen that before. <laughs> need to make them. That sounds funny. I feel like I'm going to sneeze. Hold on. Uh oh. Uh oh. No, it went. No, it went. It left me. That okay. chocolate's going to melt in the sun. Could you move it? Yes, I shall. Anyway, Joe. on that note, I think let's... That's not the chocolate, bring... sorry. That's a biscuit. The oh. one behind it. There. This? Yeah. This is also a biscuit? No, that's chocolate. Okay. Fine. <laughs> anyway, Joe. on that note, let's bring the podcast to an end. Okay. And, uh, yeah, Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New I hope Year. this is the start of a wonderful um, set for 365 days. <laughs> So, Joe, yeah. what's your what's your revelatory phrase of the of the the first one of the year? First one first of twenty twenty one. It's got to be good. So, I, well, I think this one's no pressure, pretty easy because okay. you know we've just we've made our New Year's resolutions. Yes. So, just stick to your goals. Come on, you can do it. <laughs> and actually, do this. I might have already said this. I think I already said it. I'm going to say it again. Okay. When you get up in the morning, or just before you do the goal that you're going to do, I'm going to read my book. I'm going to make some food whatever it is and you're lacking motivation let this be your motivation count to five and by the time you get to five or five five four three two one one (laughs) get up get up and do it do the thing that you really don't want to do that you really like i don't want to drink a glass of water (laughs) count to five (laughs) okay count well count to one can i say count to one just count down from five yeah so you go five, four, three, two, one. Get up. No excuses. Just launch. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear your excuse. Launch yourself up. Do not sit back down. Do not lie back down in bed. Let that be your motivation for your year. Okay? Great. You've got this. Get those goals. What am I doing right now, Jack? I'm like punching the air. Fist pumping the air. I'm fist pumping the like, air. Go get it, people. Do your goal and start small and add little little goals to your day and you can do it. You can do it. Yeah. We've had a year of stagnation. Let's make it a year of the opposite of stagnation. Oh, I was really hoping you'd think of something to rhyme with stagnation. Movement and growth and development, all that kind of stuff. Go do the thing right now. <laughs> Anyway, I hope you found that informative. <laughs> um, 
Yeah, if you like listening to our podcasts, which we hope you do. Thank you. You, you can do. find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, places like that. Um, we host our channel from Podbean. Um, they've been a very good channel to us so far, I've got to say. So thanks for that, guys. Um, you can also join the Owl Commune at Twitty. Twitty. You missed the cue there, Joe. I know, sorry, I was daydreaming. Okay. Um, on Twitter, at Our Weird Life Pod, or our Facebook group, Our Weird Life Podcast. That brings us to the end of episode 23. We hope to see you again next week Happy with a brand new, new year, one. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year, everyone. Goodbye. Bye. Bye-bye.